0: everybody it's been a hot minute since my very last episode as it how long has it been like a year it feels like a year and a lot has happened in my life a lot has happened in the world and we're gonna change well i'm gonna change the format of this podcast um Just for my own sanity, I know I created this podcast when um, I first started traveling and then the pandemic happened, and then, and then, I don't know, everything went to shit. (laughs) So I'm just going to shift focus on what. I'm going to be doing with this podcast moving forward. Um, It is still going to be all things respiratory, but at the same time, I'm going to kind of mix it up and do some, I don't know, personal episodes or travel episodes or travel, you know, something to do with travel in general and um, what's going on in my life that kind of thing, just, it, I'm, I'm going to try to, well, I am going to um, just separate work with personal life, if that makes sense, because, I mean, work at the moment is crazy, and I kind of don't want to bring that home. Um, I know a while back ago when I was in school, which is, Ages ago, um, one of the things my one of my clinical instructors or one of my teachers, um, rather, one of the things that he said that has stayed with me through all these years is do not bring work home and do not bring home to work, which means your personal life. And that has stuck with me. And I have lived with that motto um, with my career and it has helped me tremendously. So without further ado. Let's dive right into this episode. Hey, welcome back. So it's just going to be me. Hello. I uh, feel like I should do a quick intro before I start this episode because I feel like I've been gone for so long, and looking at my files, um, it looks like I have been gone for a while. (laughs) It's September now, and my last episode, or yeah, the last time I recorded an episode on this platform was back in January. (laughs) Sorry, guys, life happened. And it's all good because, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, you know, just a short intro. Hi, my name is Rhea D. And um, I'm a respiratory therapist going into my nth year of being one. (laughs) And I'm short on two years of being a travel um, RT currently I am in North Carolina getting ready to start another contract in a couple of weeks and um, a lot of things happened in between that my old contract and my new one I might talk about it a little bit I might not I don't know yet it's not something that I want to really discuss but at the same time I feel like it's important maybe for discussion's sake but who knows Anyway so um I hail from Maryland but I'm originally from the Philippines um not going to say a whole lot about that you can, you guys can probably go on my very, very first episode. If I remember correctly, I think I talked more about where I came from and all that good stuff. So, without further ado or without, uh, you know, any more interruptions, let's get into this episode, shall we? So, I'm, uh, so I'm just going to wing it for this. Um, episode. I really don't have anything written in front of me. I have no notes or whatsoever to go by. So everything is just on top of my, uh, you know, top of my head. And I'm just going to kind of ramble on or just do a little rambling um, on what's been happening in my life like i said i am back down in the south to um for work i was in where was i last my goodness i was in pennsylvania last (laughs) told you it's been a while um i was in pennsylvania um my last prior to this one this current one i was in pennsylvania on my last assignment and it, it during the winter and it was very interesting experience which a lot of my assignments have been which is great because or I don't mind it at all because travel is all about the journey and the experience and the adventure so um yeah I was up there for 13 weeks And I told my um, family I'm going go back down south. Because this cold weather is killing me. (laughs) Um, I'm not a cold person. I don't really like cold weather. I don't mind fall weather. But like winter cold. I will be ralphie all bundled up from head to toe with like a beanie and a hood and um hats or gloves sorry and then like five layers underneath my winter jacket and long johns under my pants jeans whatever and then two pairs of socks and um a big scarf. I am that person. And I'm not ashamed of it. Because, I mean, I, I did come from a tropical country and there's no snow over there. <laughs> so yeah. So we came back down south. And um, I am happier down here i I will say that if you've never been up north and then you've never been down south not just work but like living in general there's a big difference between north and south and if you if you're just throwing this out there if you're a big fan of british um literature uh there's a book and a movie entitled North and South, and I'm not talking about the war movie, I'm talking about, um, oh my goodness, who wrote that book? Anyway, it, it's, um, it's entitled North and South, and it pretty much compares the, you know, the northern part of England and the southern part of England, and they're two different places, literally, and it's it's the same. Here in the States, the North is definitely different from the South, and I can attest to that because I have lived and worked in those states. So, anyway, um, so I got an assignment down here, and um, of course, pandemic, hello, then the vaccine came out, hello. I'm not going to delve into that because um, this just i can talk about my views on the vaccine because this is my podcast and i can say whatever the hell i want but at the same time those who are listening those of you who are listening probably have different views and that's cool that's all right with me you do you and i do me Um, I know there's a lot of, uh, different things going on with, um, COVID and the vaccines and you can, you can read that in the news and you can watch that in the news. You can get your information and those uh, not here. I'm not going to get that here (laughs) because my views are not going to be, um, My views, if I ever talk about it, if I decide to even talk about it, it's going to be, from my point of view, working in the hospital during this pandemic. And, um, you know, it's going to be my personal experience, what I see. And uh, you, you know, you can agree with me, disagree with me. It's all good. So life has throwing me a curveball which is fine and because you know it's life and that's also the life of a traveler and um let's just say that it really i wouldn't say it took a toll on me but it really made me just dig down deeper and say you know my beliefs and my faith a little bit stronger Made my faith and beliefs a little bit stronger, and I'm very thankful for friends and family who um, has supported me and continue to support me in my adventure. And um, yeah, I just want to put them out there because you know they've they've been with me from the get go, and um, I can thank them enough. And I really should thank. Um, Other people, like my recruiter, my current recruiter, he was my old recruiter, and then he's now my current recruiter. And that's a long story, too. So I might talk about that in my next episode. I don't know yet. So long story short, I'm going to start a new um, assignment in a couple of weeks here in October. And... I'm very excited about that because I'm coming from like a 900 bed hospital to maybe a little under 200 beds, which is really where I started my career working in, and um, and I have nothing against the hospital. That's you know the big the big hospitals. You guys are the bomb. Uh, it's just for my personal opinion, big hospitals are not all that. <laughs> and um and hey, if you have, you know, a comment or you want to say something about it, come go ahead and message me. It, no problem. Um let's talk about it. But I think in the respiratory world, it, work is work. The work is the same anywhere you go. Um you will always, you know, your critical thinking will always um, be needed. Um, equipment their, equipment might be different, but that's fine. But all in all, it's still the same. A BIPAP is a BIPAP. A CPAP is a CPAP. A VENT is a VENT. It may be different models, different companies, but they're all the same. Um, and even if you know that your basis, if you know your basics of it all, um, you should be okay. And... For me, I never stop learning, um, and nor should you or anyone else. Um, you learn every day. I know I learn every day. Um, I learn new stuff everywhere I go, and that's the best thing of being a traveler because you can learn different equipment, learn different skills, and you can put that in your resume. And then the next, you know, the next place you go, they'll look at it. It's like, hey. You already done this, you already seen that, so you're good to go. One thing that helped me the most is the electronic medical systems. Um, I know Meditech, Cerner, and Epic, and I've used mostly Cerner and Epic in my travels. Um, I'm pretty sure other hospitals out there still use Meditech, and that's cool you know, whatever works for them. So that is a big deal because if you, and that helps the hospital a lot if you go into an assignment knowing their medical system because it does, I mean, while Epic is easy to navigate through, it does take a while to just get used to how the format is. Same thing as Cerner. So if you going in, if you know those medical systems, you really are helping that hospital and the department because they're not going to take X amount of time trying to teach you or show you, you know, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I'm pretty sure before you actually get into um, in the hospital that you have to do a separate course class for um, to orient orient you in the EMS the electronic medical system. Um, But it's different when you're in a class versus when you're actually in the hospital doing that, you know, doing your work in real time. Let's take a short break and I'll be right back. before the break we were talking about well I was talking about um, electronic medical systems and um, I kind of want to talk about my experience with my past assignment which is the same one that I worked in it was a about 900 bed or so hospital, and mind you, this was my first experience working in such a big facility. So, you know, yes, it was very daunting. It was very nerve-wracking. Definitely was nervous with, you know, going into any new facility, especially, you know, as a traveler, you have that uh, first day jitters, first week jitters, you know, just trying to see what you're going to be doing in the facility. And um, the one thing that stood out for me the most was, and the funny thing is that it's almost the same everywhere. And you know i I'm still I still consider myself a newbie in the travel world, and that's all good. Um, there's a lot more to see, a lot more to experience. But one of the things that is very consistent with every place that you go to is as soon as you're done orientation, they give you when you come back for your first assignment by yourself, they're just like. And it differs from facility to facility. I'm not going to say that each facility is the same. It might be from, you know, other travelers out there. But from my experience, after you finish your one day, two day, three days, three hours kind of orientation um, to give you your, you know, workload and tell you to go. should work for the night for 12 hours and go be great it is and um i just want to point out that phrase comes from a friend of mine and that i met in in pennsylvania and um it's just a side note It's, it's what something her mom used to say um go and be great and it's, it's an awesome motto. Anyway, um, shout out to you, Shauna. Love you and miss you. Anyway, so, um, and the good thing about this facility, they had leads and resource therapists. So if you need something, um, if you need help, and I'm not saying other therapists is not going to help you, but, you know, it's it's amazing and such a great feeling if you have a team lead team supervisor and resource therapists that are willing to go out there on the floor and give you a hand. Because let me tell you, my workload, I was basically doing work for two, three people. And nowadays, it's very common, because a lot of people left to go travel. Um, So everywhere is very short staff. So it's pretty much just try to not drown and just keep swimming and float. I remember my first night, um, my team lead texted me and she was like, are you okay? And, um, actually, I don't think it was my first night. I think it was my first week. And she was my team lead for those couple of days that I was on my own. And she texted me and, um and they do text in this hospital. Um we have iPhones which is very new to me cuz I'm used to the old spectralink phones. Um they have iPhones and they text a quite of a, a whole lot um in this facility and um I remember her texting me and she was like are you okay? I'm like ah, ah I'm pretty busy. And um, she was like do you need help I'm like no and for me my how i work is if i can handle it i'll handle it but if i can't and i need help i'll ask for help i have no problems asking for help and i think i did remember say that you know i'm not sinking i'm floating like, I'm floating my way through the night. And she was, she gave me this like laugh, you know, LOL emoji. And she was like, just, just holler if you need help. And I was like, I will. And that's such a great feeling um, to know that if you do need help, that your team lead is there. Because I worked in other hospitals that you do have a team lead, but they're not there. They're there physically, but like, if you need them, they're nowhere to be found, or they always make excuses and say, "Oh, I'm busy," which is fine, you know. They have their own work, and that's good. But as a team lead, you're a team lead for a reason. You're there to help out, you know, any way you can. Just don't leave your therapist sinking. Like, like right now, we need all the help we can get. Like all hands on deck, you know. Um, I did appreciate other therapists who would text me and call me and check up on me, um, you know, and that's what make it work. Teamwork's make, teamwork makes the dream work. It's, it's even if you're busy when I mean, you have other co-workers who are there to help you out and stuff, that's, you know, that's the best feeling you can possibly have in a busy shift. So this morning I went, I got an email from my company and um, basically it sends you a list of, we call it, so when you sign a new contract for a company, the, the week following that um, is called the onboarding process. So that's basically getting all your stuff, your information, tax information, personal information, so on and so forth to the company. But at the same time, you know, it's the drug screen, the um, mandatory vaccinations and so on and so forth. So that could get very tedious because they usually, companies usually want you to get your stuff done in a week's time. Sometimes that can be done. Sometimes It's not because I, I'm not going to put any companies through the laundry out, but I kid you not. I mean, they're basically all the same. They, they want you to get it. So say for instance, you sign your contract, they send you your information and they want to, they want you to get it done. Quote unquote, my friend's words, quotey fingers. Um, seven days before the start of a new contract now say for instance they send you the email the friday before not the friday before but say they send you the email on friday and they want you to get it done by the following not that following monday but the following monday after that so that gives you about a whole what five six six days to get it done on um, business days and it's funny because they would send you other information either Monday or Tuesday and expect you to finish that or get that fulfilled by that Monday. And I'm learning along the way that (laughs) some companies are just, you just, you just need to laugh it out because some companies just wants you to do this, do this, do this. But When they send you the information, it's such an inconvenience because they would give you, send you information like the Friday. And it's usually like an hour or two before close of business hours. And what's more frustrating is that, so I live in the East Coast. Some companies are out in the West Coast. So they're three hours behind. So it could be six o'clock here and it's three over there and they expect you to do stuff. And I'm like, people, business hours are over over here. And it's a Friday, you know. So it's like, you're not just not going to get it. You're going to get it Monday morning or sometime during the following week. And the frustrating thing with that is that if you don't get cleared by the facility, you don't start on your exact start date um, per contract. And then that puts you back. And that can get frustrating, especially if you already paid for your housing, you know, and you're not getting paid. Um, there's, of course, there's other ways around that. And um, I might delve into that some other time. Um, but, um, yeah, so, you know, just the onboarding process is very daunting and very stressful. But other than that, like after you deal and finish with all that, it's pretty much, you know, you're fine. Um, That's the process that all companies go through after you sign a contract. So if you decide to be a traveler, just anticipate having to go through all that. It's not... Um, it's not all, you know, flowers and, and good stuff. It's, it's, I can't even put into words how it is. It's not an easy road. Um, but once you get through the bumps and all that stuff, then you you should be good um there's a lot more things that go through travel or no, travelers go through it's interesting because uh, a friend of mine he works up in boston and he's a staff therapist up there and he was asking me all these questions about travel and he was like and it was a lot of information and he was like I didn't know travel is a whole different world like I didn't know you have to go you have to do this you do this it is you have to go through that and I was like oh yeah and I was telling him not that you know not a lot of people know the things that we have to go through in order to get just through an assignment or you know to for an assignment and he was like I know and um, hopefully, you'll get to hear from him because he is going to be a future guest on the podcast. Um, we just have to work our um, um, schedules here because he's he's a very busy guy. But um, uh, so, yeah, it's, it really is a totally different world. Before I became a traveler and I was a staff therapist, I've always been... Um, curious actually I've, I've always dreamed of being a traveler since before i started this career um and my i remember my first year of being a respiratory therapist i was i would look up ads online on um not actually online it's kind of how old i am um i don't think we had the internet like it is now back then <laughs> (laughs) so all the ads and stuff are on are on the newspaper and um, i would look up ads for jobs on the newspaper because everything was on the newspaper Um, there's an ad section of the newspaper that lists all the jobs that's you know possible out there and i would go through the pages in the newspaper looking for um, travel jobs And I would see travel jobs around the country. And I was like, man, I really, really, really want to go here. But, you know, I was a new grad. It wasn't even, I haven't even done my first year yet. And I'm like, well, I need to get some experience. And the greatest thing of it all is that it all worked out for me. Yeah, it took me 14 years to become a traveler. But in the span of those 14 years, I learned pretty much everything that I needed to know about respiratory or at least the basics so when I finally jumped into the travel world I was ready and um that that was the that was the beauty of waiting I know I would um I would pray and I would talk to my parents and my sister and my family and I'm like I really want to do this and the first thing they always tell me was you know pray about it and um, see where God leads you, and you know, I, I, it never being a traveler for me never stopped being a dream. Um, in the words of my father, dreams are free. So, to all your dreamers out there, you know it's cliche that you you hear from other people, but don't give up on your dreams because me being a travel now is really my dream. And I am loving every single minute moment of it. Yeah, it can be lonely. It's a lonely life. But at the same time, you meet incredible people. You get to see awesome places and um, you get to travel the world. You're, you know, different places. Um, what more can you want? But you're really, seriously, have to want to be a traveler. Um, I know now. I know right now, during the pandemic, a lot of people are leaving their staff jobs and going to travel because they want to chase the money. And yes, the money is there, is out there. That's fine. But when this pandemic is over, whenever that is, what are what's going to happen? The money is going to go back to where it was. Um, And what are people going to do? Are they going to go back to their hospitals? Or are they going to continue traveling? And if they do continue traveling, they're not going to be out there chasing the money. Because there won't be any more money. So before you become a traveler, you have to really do the pros and cons of traveling. And what you really want in this career because technically, if you look at it, being a traveler is really your second career, in a way, in respiratory therapy, because you have, you know, you were a staff therapist. Like for me, I was a staff, ther- a staff therapist, and now I'm a traveler. So even if it's the same, you're doing the same thing, it's two different worlds. Staff therapy you know being a, a staff in a hospital versus a traveler in a facility in a hospital is totally different the thing I love about being a traveler is that you don't have to worry about hospital politics you don't have to worry about huddles <laughs> you don't have to worry about doing um the mandatory oh my goodness what is it a uh, mandatory assessments is it assessments see i don't have to worry about them that's why i don't remember geez there's there's just so many things that you don't have to worry about well, you know being a traveler so this one of the this one of the perks there's a lot of perks being a traveler and if you ever want to become one um just let me know I will be happy to answer your questions. There's pages, there's travel, travel and traveler pages on Facebook that you can join as well. And you can ask fellow travelers there about how it is and they can also answer your questions. And they have more knowledge of the travel world because a lot of them, Have been doing this way more than i have and i'm you know i'm still learning along the way but it's it's awesome it's a it's i wouldn't i don't think i know i've said it to people but but i'm probably going to keep traveling until i retire and whenever that is I'm probably going to retire. I'm probably never going to (laughs) retire with how it is now. But um, I don't think I can ever go back to being a staff therapist after being a traveler. It's just, excuse me, it's just so freeing being a traveler and not be held down in a way being a staff therapist and i have been at the staff therapist so don't try to argue with me and say you don't know what it is to me, a staff therapist honey's i have i did it for four, 14 years I I, I I know i know so don't don't be coming at me with that you know argument cuz i'm gonna tell you to sit down sit back down so i i'm not gonna dive into This episode, I think I'm going to. This is this is just one of those um, small, you know, short episodes that I'm going to do to get back into the rhythm of things, to get back to the rhythm of doing a podcast. But I think next episode I'm going to do, or I'm going to talk about. Oh, hopefully I can get my friend to um, to come in, and so I can interview him on all things respiratory yeah I have a lot of other topics that I'm excited to start um, doing for this season and um, I hope that you guys will stay with me and join me for the rest of the ride so until then this is Rhea D thank you all for joining me stay safe out there and um, take care of each other And until next time, this is Ria D. Stay safe out there, you guys. And to all my travelers, happy travels. Stay safe and take care, y'all.